welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hi there, this is Blake Lindsay. I want to personally welcome you to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. If you're a first-timer or a regular, welcome. Our purpose is to inspire you and to help you to have a better-than-good week. So I sure hope you are so far. Please invite your family, your friends, your co-workers, anybody you want to to Ziggler.com every week for a free podcast, and there are plenty to choose from. And they are fun. We are going to enjoy this useful topic today, which will help us to overcome objections in the sales process. Most of my adult life, and probably yours too, you hear that objections are your friend. And boy, is it hard to remember when you're in front of a prospect and you just keep getting those objections. Well, take heart, because if there was no interest in what you were selling, then there would be no objections. Zig Ziglar's premier sales trainer, Brian Flanagan, sat down in the studio and he went through a formula which will systematically show us how to manage any objection we receive. Let's turn up those speakers and listen in as Brian shares this formula with us. The formula is very simple. The initials L-Q-E-T. That's the formula that you need to gain confidence when overcoming objections. Let's take a look at each of these steps. The L stands for listen and listen. Now, what are you listening for? You're listening for two things. You're listening for the content as well as the intent of the objection. In other words, you're listening for the wording of the objection, but you're also listening for the meaning of the words. The wording is the content. The meaning is the intent. Do they have an emotional attachment to this objection, or is it all fact? Is it logic versus emotion? For example, listen to the emotion of this objection. Well, Mr. Salesperson, we kind of like our present supplier. Listen to the emotion of this objection. Well, salesperson, we're okay with our present supplier. One has a connection and one doesn't to the present supplier. This may give you an understanding on how to handle the objection. Listen and listen. Once you listen to the objection, then you can question the objection. The purpose of questioning the objection is to question so that you can understand and identify the real objection. Now, this may take a series of questions. One question may not do it. It may take a series of questions. Your question may be, so, Mr. Customer, what are you really saying? So, Mr. Prospect, what do you mean my price is out of line? Once you find out what they're really saying, then you can summarize with another question. For example, So, Mr. Customer, what you're saying is that you really don't think we can meet your delivery demands. Is that what you're saying? Once you've understood the question, then and only then should you empathize. Now, by empathizing, what you're saying is, I understand. You're not agreeing with the customer that he's right or wrong. You are empathizing. All you're trying to do is take their hands from about shoulder height and move those hands down to waist height. You're just trying to drop some of the barriers. In order to do that, you have to empathize. Now, one of the great empathy statements of all times, of all selling techniques, is the feel, felt, found. This is an empathy statement in and of itself. This formula, the feel, felt, found formula, doesn't necessarily overcome the objection, but it allows you to empathize. It works this way. Mr. Customer, I understand how you feel. Several of my existing customers felt the same way until they found the benefits of doing business with us. Feel, felt, found. Vary that, modify that, wordsmith that to put that in your own words. Once you've empathized, then comes a big stage of the process. You have to test the objection. What you're testing for is the validity of the objection. Is this a false objection? Is it a true objection? 
by testing the objection, you have the benefit of determining whether this is going to help you make the sale or hurt you in making the sale. What I mean by that, the test goes something like this. Mr. Customer, suppose that condition didn't exist. Would we then have a basis of doing business today? If he says yes to this, then you can overcome the objection. If he says no, it's either a false objection or there are more objections out there. You want to identify as quickly as you can all the objections through the test stage. You also want to find out which of the objections are true and which of these are false. This is accomplished by using the test. Once again, the test could sound something like this. Well, Mr. Prospect, suppose we could put that on the side. Just We could shelve that for a second. All things being equal, everything else that you've seen, suppose we could put that on the side, all things being equal, would we then have a basis of continuing in discussing this proposition? The value of the test is to identify the validity of the person's stated objection. Now, as I said earlier, the supposed test is a great way to test the objection. Mr. Prospect, suppose that condition didn't exist. Or something like this. Suppose in your mind that you could satisfy that it has value as much as we're charging for it. Suppose in your mind, Mr. Prospect, that the value of the product or the recommendation is greater than your stack of money. Would we then have a basis of doing business? The value of this is to test the objection to find out what you're dealing with. Another way to test the objection is the isolate and validate question. You can isolate the objection by saying, Mr. Prospect, is that the single, is that the only reason that's standing in the way? And if he says yes, you can then validate it. Then if we can overcome that satisfactorily in your mind, if you can satisfy that in your mind satisfactorily, we would have a basis of doing business. The isolate and validate test is singling out the objection and then validating if, in fact, you can deal with it, then he'll go ahead and make a commitment to buy. LQET, listen, question, empathize, and test. Now, once you've tested the objection and you've proved that it's a true objection, a true objection is either a misunderstanding or it's a disadvantage. If it's a misunderstanding, no matter whose fault it is for the misunderstanding, it's your responsibility as the sales professional to clarify that. If it's a misunderstanding, you have to clarify that to continue in the call. If it's a disadvantage, in other words, if it doesn't come in blue, in other words, if you can't meet a price, the price is $4 a unit higher, that is not a misunderstanding. That is a disadvantage. If it's a disadvantage, you must admit that it's a disadvantage and then outweigh it with benefits. In other words, you've got to build your stack of value and benefits higher than the customer's stack of money. Once you've done that, that allows you to answer the objection. Remember, answer the objection with evidence. You must provide beneficial evidence in order to overcome the objection. Once you've done that, you can continue and pick up in the sales call. What happens if the objections come three or four at a time? What you want to do is then test all the objections. Isolate all the objections as you test. You may want to do it this way. Mr. Prospect, obviously, you've got several concerns. Can we get those all out on the table right now? What other area, what other proposition is standing in the way? And if you flush those out quickly and early, it allows you to overcome them in a professional manner. It also gives you confidence when you overcome objections. Therefore, when dealing with objections, listen, question, empathize, and test. And once you test the objection, you have to answer the objection. This is where you overcome it. In answering the objection, you provide third-party references, you provide stats, 
figures, statistics, numbers, documents. You do a demonstration. Those will allow you to answer the objection satisfactorily. Let's take a look at a couple of examples. Let's go through this in more detail. The first step is to listen and listen. Remember, listen for intent as well as content. The next step is to question the objection. The purpose, again, is to identify and understand the customer's real concern. You do not want to address a concern that's not valid. Therefore, you must ask questions. This may require one question. It may require several questions. For example, the customer may say, you know, it's more than we intended to pay. Your question may be this. Well, sir, how much did you intend to pay? His answer may give you valuable information. Other questions you can ask is things like, so what you're saying is that you don't see the benefits of this model. Or, so Mrs. Prospect, your concern is really the right color, the right size, the right payment plan. Those are questions that allow you to gain vital information. Once you understand the objection, you should then empathize with the customer. The purpose of empathy, once again, is to show that you are generally concerned with the customer. Empathy simply means that you care about the other person and you understand how he or she feels. It's important to note that you don't necessarily agree with the person, but you are concerned with their point of view. In other words, if a customer says your price is too high, you shouldn't agree with him. If you did, you'd be selling the wrong product to the wrong person. Later in the process, you should show them the value that they get for their money, but right now you should empathize with them. An empathy statement may be something like this. Yes, ma'am, I understand how you feel. Or, yes, sir, I hear what you're saying. Or, I appreciate your point of view. I see what you're talking about. You can use the feel-felt-found formula here if you wish. After you empathize with the customer, you should test the objection. You see, you must determine if it's a true or false objection. You only want to address true objections. Therefore, you must make additional questions so that you can identify the customer's valid concern. If it's a true concern, you want to answer it. If it's a false concern, you may want to question it again in order to identify the real objection. To test the objection, you may want to ask, so your only concern is whether it will fit into the location you have in mind. Or another question, if we can get past that, can we write up the order? Another example is, if I can answer that to your satisfaction, can we place it on order today? If the customer answers yes to these questions, it's a true objection. If you can satisfactorily answer that concern, you'll make a sale. Now, don't be afraid to ask those questions. You're only going to deal with true objections. Therefore, you must flush them out with questions. You don't want to waste your time or the customer's time on invalid concerns. It is essential that you test the objection. Once you have questioned the real objection and you've empathized with the customer and have tested the objection, you now must answer the objection. The purpose of answering the objection is to offer enough reasons or benefits for the customer to buy from you. The answer you provide can take various forms. If it's a misunderstanding on the payment plans, you must answer by explaining the various payment plans you offer. If, however, the customer doesn't realize the product comes in different sizes, shapes, or colors, you answer by educating him or her on the product features. It could be that he hasn't yet agreed to the value of your product or service. If this is the case, you must stack up your benefits higher than his stack of objections. Let's use this technique on a couple of real-world examples. Now, the suit I'm wearing, I purchased about five months ago. 
I told the salesperson, Weldon, that I, I really liked the suit, but I thought it was a bit overpriced. Now, here's what that rascal did to me. Weldon first questioned me with, well, Brian, how much did you think it was overpriced? And I said, well, about $100. He said, well, Brian, so there's a difference in $100 in what you were thinking of paying. I agreed with him. I said, yes. Weldon then empathized by saying, well, I appreciate your sharing that concern. He then tested my objection by asking, is there anything else about the suit or about our service that you're concerned with? I said, no, Weldon, I like the suit. <laughs> the price is the only thing. Weldon then answered my concern by presenting me with enough benefits to eliminate my price objection. He got me to agree that it was the style, the color, and the texture that I wanted. He then pointed out that the way the suit is made, I will save money because this suit will last longer than other suits I have. He stacked his pile of benefits higher than my objection, and I now proudly wear the suit I have on today. Now, I have no idea where I got this tie, but that's another story. Let's try another example. Let's apply the formula to the objection, it's not in our budget. Here's what the customer says. I'm sorry, salesperson, but it's not in our budget. So, Mr. Johnson, you agree to the value of the service, but this type of advertising is not in your budget. Is that what you're saying? That's it. You got it. Well, Mr. Johnson, understand. Let me ask you this. Suppose you realize that our offering was more valuable to you than what you're currently using. Could you then find the money? Well, I, I suppose I could, but you've got to prove it to me. Yes, sir, Mr. Johnson, I understand. But I sincerely believe that our product can outperform what you're currently using. I just need to show you the evidence so that you can convince yourself. Mr. Johnson, what type of evidence do you need? Remember, in this case, the customer already believes in spending money on advertising. He just hasn't been convinced that you are the best product to meet his needs. You must prove that you are. You as the sales rep now have to prove your claims by presenting evidence that will satisfy the customer. This may be in the form of a client testimonial, it could be in your demographic material, or any other proof that you can provide. Remember, you need to use evidence to overcome objections. Let's review the steps in this technique. First, when you hear an objection, listen and listen. Once you listen, you then question the objection to identify the real concern. You then empathize to show that you care. You then test the objection to determine if it's true or false. Once you've done that, you answer the objection by supplying enough reasons or benefits for the customer to buy from you. Now, you're probably asking yourself, wait a minute, Brian, does this really work? Let me assure you of this. This technique works only if you do. Now, I want you to remember that neither Brian nor I promised you that he would show you how to answer every objection, but he sure showed us how to manage it. I hope you picked up some good points like I did. Don't forget to listen, question, empathize, and test when you hear an objection. I wish you great success this week as you manage those objections thrown to you. Come back next week to hear from Zig himself. I'm Blake Lindsay, encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.